0: In three, two, one, bang, we have liftoff. We are back in the air. Ryan, for the first time in weeks, it's just you and I flying together, flying tandem instead of a trio with a, uh, a guest. So our first time in a while, just us two. How have you been doing? We've had some awesome guests the last couple of weeks.
1: It's been a lot of fun, David, and we're gonna continually get more and more guests. So if you want to hear more guests, just just stay patient. I hope you'll enjoy uh, David and I's conversation. Can, can, but can it's I been
0: fun. You, can I ask you a question, Ryan?
1: Yeah, always. Uh, a
0: hypothetical. <laughs> let's say, let's say I'm not DP in this hypothetical situation. Let's say I'm just a. Average person, which DP is just an average person, but let's say I'm just a loyal listener of UNW Athletics flying with DP and Ryan. Yep. All right, I love the show, but there's some guests, some topics, some things that I wish DP and Ryan would talk about. And I really, really, really want them to know, but I don't know how to contact them. How would you yeah. like, suggest that this person in this hypothetical situation goes about that?
1: What a great question.
0: I, I That's know. That's a good question. I, I know. That was awesome.
1: They can, you know, Which fly yeah. they can fly into the inbox. It's always open.
0: There's an inbox? Yes. Like an email that goes directly to D P and Ryan.
1: Correct. That we check every single day. Get out of town. There is. <laughs> yes, it is possible. Should I say the name? I so think you should. Know? I think you should. U-N-W flying pod at gmail.com. It's all one word. UnwFlyingPod at gmail.com.
0: It's important to remember that there's an I N G on flying. It's not yeah. fly in. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not, not bad loose. No, yeah. It's flying professional <laughs> in the air, Delta airlines, not sun country. Uh, I okay. will probably okay. never get a sun country <laughs> uh, endorsement now. Cause I said that, but let's see. I've had some bad experiences and so has the Northwestern athletic department. So Delta we're in the air. We're back. It's you and me and Ryan this fall is pun intended flying along. I mean it's yes. buzzing. I mean we're almost to November. Right now we're recording this. We're a couple weeks out from November. And don't look now, Ryan. We already have a athletic team here at Northwestern in the fall clinched a tournament spot so we already have some postseason clinching going on we have a couple teams that are close to clinching and we have some teams that are kind of fighting for their lives in the playoff race right now so we've got a lot to talk about ryan before we get started on updating all of that let's talk about the two northwestern teams that are done
1: yeah the golf squads competed in the umac tournament championships I guess we can call it that a couple weekends ago out in Becker and
0: you know what we have to start with yeah the weather
1: oh yeah yeah, we always (laughs) talk about the weather (laughs) and right
0: and right I give you a hard time because you every other word out of your mouth is weather (laughs) Um, but it played a major factor at the UMAC tournament that first day the the Eagles actually handled it well. Uh, they, they both had really good scores on the first day, and they both were – the women were tied for the lead after the first day. The men were leading by a handful of strokes after the first day. But it was – I was out there. It was beyond windy. I mean, it was like I was standing there taking pictures. Now – Again, I'm no one's ever accused me of being super athletic, but I'm like getting blown over by the wind, like trying to take (laughs) these pictures. The golfers were fighting it, and they told they told me kind of before and after the round, they had to hit it low. You couldn't put that ball up in the air because the wind was just wrecking havoc on people all day long.
1: It's like they were playing across the pond. I mean, you're a big time golf fan. You watch the British Open every single year. You understand that low bump and run stuff where you can't play it high in the air like you do at Augusta National. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm a UMAC It's a thinker's fan. game.
0: I'm a UMAC golf fan. It's a thinker's the, game. <laughs> I go out to the UMAC tournament. I don't watch a lot of professional golf. I'm a college golf fan, the UMAC specifically. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, the win, insane the first day. Day two and three was a little bit better, but it was cold. It, it, it was tough conditions, and you can kind of tell that from the scores from all the teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was good to talk with with Shane and, and Kirsten before, the event started, David, because Shane mentioned uh, multiple times. I remember he's like, you know what? You can be out there and you can be frustrated about it and you can be mentally down, but you also have to understand everyone is in the same boat.
0: Exactly. And and I heard an awesome line on day one. It was the, the conference commissioner. I was talking to him out there and he told me one of the coaches had told him, you can't win the UMAC tournament on the first day because the win was so bad, but he said you can for sure lose it on the first day yeah. because the conditions were so bad. So basically, everybody's strategy was survive that first day and then let's go from there. Ryan, both teams through two days were doing very, very well. Um, The men had a big lead. The women were right there. But I think just with the women, there was a sense like, hey, they're probably going to go and get this just because they had had so much success against the UMAC. And, Ryan, one of my favorite things in sports, have you seen, you know, the last dance, 30 for 30 with Michael Jordan? Oh, absolutely, You know, the bad boys, you know, um, Detroit Pistons, 30 for 30. Again, these are both basketball things. We're talking golf. One thing in sports, it's kind of tradition you kind of always have a team that you have to get over. You got to get over the hump with a certain team. Now yeah. I bring up those, you know, those three for thirties. They talk about, you know, for a while the Celtics kind of ran the NBA. And then the Pistons got close to beating the Celtics. Then it would always lose. Then they finally beat them. Then the the Bulls with Michael Jordan got close to beating the Pistons. They would always lose. Then they finally beat them. I think we kind of had that situation with Minnesota Morris women's golf. And last year, they lost in the championship to our Northwestern Eagles by one stroke. This year at the UMAC preview, they lost by two strokes. And Ryan, I'm sure their coaches and their players were just telling themselves, let's just be around Northwestern on day three. And then finally, one of these times, we're going to knock them off. And credit to them, they did. They won the UMAC championship by two strokes. Northwestern came in second.
1: Yeah, pressure is a real thing in each and every sport, and especially golf, David. I mean, you can be feeling... Super, super high and really, really good. But you have to walk off that course. You got to go back and you got to sleep on it and you have to think about it. And, you know, you, you bring up the the ESPN documentary. So I think about, you know, the one that was recently came out on Greg Norman and the, you know, huge lead that he had Augusta that he slept on and then he totally biffed it the next day. And that's at the highest level. Golf is so unique. Like, you got to wait a whole nother day. And this yeah. is the third day of a three day event. And,
0: and it's so bizarre. We had coach Ani on this show. It's one of our first ever episodes of this show. Episode three, I believe. And he talked about golf is such a bizarre sport to coach and to play because you are an Island out there. And, and coach honey has told me many times. He told me this on the show, told you this as well. Like, He also coaches basketball with us. He's on the men's basketball staff. There's no substitutions. There's no, you're not shooting well. There's no timeout. I'm putting somebody else in. You can't do that. To your point, there's no, okay, this is going a little pear-shaped. We need to call timeout and and regroup. That doesn't exist in golf. It's such a difficult sport. And I'm on record of saying I think it's the most challenging sport. I really do. Uh, because you're just on an island. It's so mentally hard. And let's face it, it's pretty darn physically hard, too, because it's pretty challenging. They are athletes. We are not some of those lame people who say they're not athletes. No, we are not. It's (laughs) hard to get that little white ball to go exactly where you want it. It's really hard. But, Ryan... The women played really well. I just, I'm just i looking at the standings here from the UMAC tournament. Claire Hawkinson finished sixth. Kirsten Darlin finished seventh. Kelly Vandenbush finished eighth. Matty Kraus finished ninth. All the Eagles were right there. They were all kind of bunched up. The difference was that there were two Minnesota Morris Cougars that shot above kind of that group of that, that fearsome foursome uh, from Northwestern. In my opinion, when I look at the standings and the scoreboard, uh, the leaderboard, that's kind of what sticks out to me. Northwestern had this clump. Minnesota Morris just had two girls play really, really well, finish above them. It kind of powered them to the win.
1: Give them credit. Like you mentioned, David, I mean, they knew that Northwestern was the one they had to get over eventually, and it's hard to keep that team off your shoulder forever, it if is. you will. It so. is.
0: And, and one of the hardest things to do in sports is repeat. It, it's so hard. Yep. It's so hard, and you don't know until you've tried it. To win back-to-back championships is so incredibly challenging because everybody's gunning for you. That's yep. a very hard spot to be in. Um, one positive for the Eagles? Well, there's a lot of positives because they had an unbelievable season. This two-year run that the Northwestern women's golf team has had, unbelievable. I mean, yep. There's almost not words for it. They've won so many events. They, they have absolutely controlled the UMAC up until this UMAC championship. They have been by far the best Northwestern women's golf team for these last two years in program history. They've set the program record multiple times. They have two girls that have tied the program record individually, and that's Kirsten Darling and Maddie Krause. So just an unbelievable two-year run. Kirsten Darling, she qualified for the NCCAA National Tournament. So her and her coach, head coach, Coach Ani, is going down to Florida um, either next week or the week after that, and it's going to be awesome. So she's going to go down there. Only two or three people in the entire country in the NWCAA qualified as individuals. Everyone else qualified as a team, and Kirsten's one of them. So we wish them good luck. Ryan, as you maybe transition us, just a quick rundown on the men's side.
1: Yeah, you know, for them, David, it's a tough pill to swallow with what happened in that final day where they had the lead going into that final day. But they're going to learn from it, and they're especially going to learn from it because of all the young talent. And we had one of them sitting right here just a couple weeks ago, and – Folks, if you were not able to listen to that episode again, like we said multiple times before, they don't expire. We encourage oh. you to go back and listen.
0: And that was one I think we would both really recommend. Absolutely, I, they were awesome. Two Shane, great
1: personalities, and you know, it's an upperclassman in Kirsten on one side, and then Shane right into the program on the other side. Shane Seifert, that is for Northwestern. Second overall in the event. I mean, what else can you say about the guy? Three rounds under 80 in his first ever UMAC tournament experience. Hard
0: conditions, too. So as a freshman, just so impressive what he did, finished second. And Northwestern had that lead. They ended up falling to Wisconsin Superior uh, by two strokes, you know, same as the women. Um, But again, right, we just talked about Minnesota Morris kind of had to knock on the door, knock on the door, and then they finally got over the hump. You wonder if maybe that's Northwestern this year. Hey, you got a bunch of young golfers. They knocked on the door. It didn't fall. Hey, let's get after this thing next year, and, and that door is going to fall down. And I've got a lot of confidence in this Northwestern golf team, um, both on the men and women's side. This men's side just has so much young talent. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about. One senior, we got to shout out Max Wilcox. Yes. Just an unbelievable three days of golf in his last ever Northwestern golf event, at least in the fall. You know, he might play some in the spring, but incredible last UMAC championship for him. He finished tied for third overall.
1: Yeah, the future is bright. I don't have much else to say other than that, David. It's obviously a disappointing weekend for the way it ended, but that's golf for you, and that's why it's compelling. So it, they'll it, lace him up is. again next it, year and, and go a for fun, it again.
0: fun season to watch. Man, that one goes by fast. It that, does. That golf season flies by, and we can thank the inconsistent Minnesota weather <laughs> for that. That's why they have to structure the season that way, where it ends by mid-October. Yep. But Ryan, let's get into the meat, into the heart of this episode. We have now covered the two sports that are done. We have a lot of sports that are not done. On the contrary, they are heating up. They are in the absolute eye of the storm of their seasons, coming down the stretch in their playoff races. We've got men's soccer, women's soccer, men's cross country, women's cross country, football, volleyball, did I miss any?
1: You got them. Yes. All
0: right, let's go. <laughs> it, gets re- it gets really hard once you just start rattling them off. You're like, man, I Well,
1: I yeah, and, wi- and winter's coming. So before we get too much further along, I mean, you're preoccupied with a bunch of other things. I mean, basketball's I, I around the yep, corner.
0: Yep, we, we've now had three days of practice, uh, both on the men's and women's basketball team. Men's basketball team is the team that I am on the coaching staff for. And this episode, I think, is going to be out in time. So maybe people can listen to this. Men's and women's basketball on Wednesday, October 18th. 19th, 19th, today's the 18th, Wednesday, October 19th, Eagle Madness, 8 p.m. in the Erickson Center, dunk contest, the judges got released yesterday on social media, some absolutely huge names, some really good dunkers, some really good three-point contests going on, Chick-fil-A for a year can be won, if you attend the event and you have a Northwestern student ID, you're one of the first 200 students to be there, you're getting a card for a free Chick-fil-A sandwich, you're going to be there, Ryan, introducing the teams, Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So that's our quick kind of winter, yeah, that's kind of our quick winter plug, but let's get back into the fall. And Ryan, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go into your closet (laughs) and grab what I know you have an old school kind of fedora kind of newspaper writer hat. I'd love for you to write down press.
1: Who are you thinking of in your head? Like Sid Hartman back yeah, in the day? Who are you thinking? I don't know. When I
0: watched like 42, the movie about Jackie Robinson, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the guys are like, <laughs> are you sitting there in the baseball field? Like with a little fedoras? I can't pull on. that off,
1: unfortunately. You know, greatest
0: game ever played. Great golf movie. We are just talking yep. about golf. They all kind of have their little fedoras on covering the teams um, and the players. So write press on a piece of paper. Stick that on your hat. Yeah. You're now a media member a okay. newspaper writer i need you to write some headlines for each team here we're just going to go through every sport and we're going to kind of have you give us a headline on the season so far but also hey you're the headline writer you you can have some freedom you could also maybe put a headline in there for some of the unknown as these teams kind of pursue their their playoff dreams as well so yeah. you can go either way you can focus on the past or you can focus on the future and then that will kind of open our discussion does that sound good to you
1: that works. It sounds like a lot of pressure on me. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's a ton. <laughs> I, I
0: hope the moment won't get to you. Uh, but that's how much faith I have in you. I know I that you can that. handle this. So, what sport, you know what? Take some of the pressure off. What sport would you like to start with?
1: Well, uh, I, I pulled up a bunch of tabs up on the screen here, and I have volleyball up right now. So should we start there? Let's start with volleyball, because okay.
0: last time it was me and you, we did them last. Yes,
1: so we'll flip it around. So is this, is this where you want me to say the headline, and then we'll yes. get into it? Yes, start us off. What okay. is the
0: headline of the number 5-ranked nationally Northwestern Eagle volleyball team so far?
1: Yeah, that's this is a this is an interesting one. And Where we sit right now, just over the half point of the Is this all in, is this all the headline? No, no no, 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 no. no. Where no, we I, sit right now. Okay.
0: Okay. There's only sure. so many words in okay. a headline. I just are, wanted to make sure we didn't have a 55 word headline. These are
1: expensive there. words. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Let's there, hear the headline. There's still time left, but it's been a fantastic season so far. All that being said, the headline to post in the paper would be Embracing the moment while trying to seize the opportunity. My
0: goodness, because, you're painting with words here. I'm almost in tears. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Beautiful, right, poetic. Fair.
1: Well, because, you know, David, you and I have seen some exceptional programs over the last chunk of years. I mean, as long as you and I have been involved with things here at Northwestern under Coach Wilmoth, and it goes back much further than that. But I think in times like these, so often we can take it for granted. It is maybe some weight on them if you want to say that from the outside perspective, but embrace the moment you've earned the moment and you've earned the right to say, this is a huge opportunity. Now, what's going to happen from that? We don't know. That's why I say that. Hopefully they're embracing it right now. That's what the message would be for me. Obviously they don't need any messages for me, but hopefully they're embracing it and saying, you know what, what an opportunity and I'll hand it over to you I, from there.
0: I like that headline because the worst thing that can happen to a player or a coach is to be playing a bunch of games down the stretch that don't really mean anything. Yep. And you and I are both professional sports fans. Like, look at the Twins. I mean, like, the last, like, three weeks of the twin season, does anybody watch that train nope. wreck? No. Nope. No one. Because why? Because the games don't mean anything. Well, and because the that,
1: Vikings are doing well, and who cares well, about the sure, Twins? But same with for sure, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: but same with the Vikings. The last, like, three weeks, I mean, if they're out of it, yep. people aren't really watching. They don't care. Yep. So... Yes, there is, you know, you've talked about, yeah, maybe there's some pressure, but athletes and coaches want to be in games that matter at the end of the season and this team, there's a lot of work to be done still, but they have put themselves in a place. They are trying to find their record here. They are 21 and two, nine and in conference.
1: And again, reminder, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, the 18th. Yes. They, have, they two have two huge matchups tonight. tonight. When this gets yeah. released, they could be in for the midst sure. of that or done with it. So. They
0: have put themselves in a position where I don't know what's going to happen. The one thing I know is that the games that they're going to be playing are going to matter. Yeah, and, and that's all that you can really ask for. It, it really, at the start of the season, you just say, hey, I just want to be playing in games that matter at the end of the season. Yep. So I wouldn't really look at, it, look at it as pressure. Kind of like you said, opportunity. That's a, that's a great great, great word. And I love that as a coach. And honestly, I mean, look at, look at you know, we are talking about a lot of 30 for thirties and pro sports teams here, yeah, and absolutely. Movies, which I like, what does what he say? Miracle great moments are born from great opportunity. Yeah. You can't have great moments unless you're in these games. So what's the first step? Step one, take care of business early in the season so that our games matter at the end of the season. Yep. Step two, turn those great opportunities into great moments. Yep. And they've taken care of step one yep. and, and, and there's still, you know, a lot of regular season games left, you know, I think it's 12 games left, including the two tonight. Um, only a couple more home games left. So it's coming down the stretch. There's still a lot of work to be done, but Northwestern volleyball number five in the country has put themselves in an awesome position. And Ryan, why don't you talk a little bit about the two huge games that they have tonight?
1: Yeah, so Warburg last year was an absolute barn burner, and we've talked about that actually on this pod in some previous editions for what happened last October between those two. They go to Warburg again. Literally, as we are talking right now, that one's about to start, just to give you an idea with that. And then after that, David, huge matchup as well against another team in the region where it does have massive postseason implications as far as the NCAA tournament potentially comes, and I know that's all speculation, but for sure. we like to speculate. You and I are speculators. So... <laughs> They face off then after Wartburg, no rest. Basically, you lace them up right away once more, and you take on Cole College, a program who's been there and done that before as well. So these, you could really make a good argument, David. These are going to be the toughest two tests left in the regular season, especially on the road.
0: For sure. I, they're the only, I believe, let me double-check, yep, they're the only ranked teams left on their schedule and holy smokes there's been a lot of ranked teams on the yes. schedule And they just beat another top 10 ranked team last week they knocked off number nine Wisconsin Whitewater what a match that oh, was yeah that was incredible five set classic so last two ranked teams Warburg's receiving votes Coe's number tw- 23 in the country and yeah you know the way the NCAA is and people they make the mistake of this where they look at the national rankings the top 25 and they think oh we're ranked this you know we're ranked number five co's ranked number 23 so we're automatically you know in the midwest you know we're gonna way host over them. and I mean, my we're, my we're hand 18, is up for
1: being one of those people yeah, we're, who assumes we're, things we're 18
0: spots over them so we're for sure gonna host you know again this is all speculation like you said we don't know what's gonna happen but this is a big game against Co. tonight because that's not how hosting works it's yep. all about regional rankings and there's so many analytics and things that go into that that the regional rankings haven't come out yet. But I guarantee you the winner of this UNW co-game tonight, that's going to have huge implications ways, yeah. in these regional rankings. And those regional rankings are how you decide who's going to be hosting the regional in the Which NCAA Which is a big tournament. deal, in case you didn't know. <laughs> it's a huge deal. I mean, to have the first few rounds of the NCAA tournament here would be massive. The year that the Eagles went to the Final Four in 2016. 16. Yep. Uh, they they hosted and that and honestly i think head coach beth Wilmoth and those players would be the first ones to tell you this if those matches aren't at home yep i don't know if they make to the final four
1: especially it. the last one they especially played the defending national champs and number, number one, 1 in the country, the country. but we got them in our gym so and you remember that night obviously oh, yeah Storm like on the it was floor. yesterday it's incredible yeah. as a student so yeah.
0: yeah playing at home's huge sleeping in your own bed you know going through your own kind of pregame warm up routine uh, again, we had Haley Mersberg. I know it's women's soccer, so it's a different sport. But what did she say? Every game, she wants to eat the, the same, was it turkey and cheese? Panini. The panini,
1: the panini yes. line in the billy. She likes to stand she, in line in the billy.
0: She wants to eat that before <laughs> every game. I guarantee you, that's women's soccer, but I guarantee you, these volleyball players have those yeah. things, too. They want, in the national tournament, to have the same lunch or meal or whatever before they play. I mean, yep. that's just, athletes are creatures of habit. So being at home would be huge. Uh, the Eagles have put themselves in an awesome spot and can't wait to see those two results uh, tonight against Wartburg and Co. And then they'll have a bus ride back uh, tonight. So yeah, a huge night of volleyball that we're really, really excited to watch and and hopefully, you know, people will be able to kind of look at the results as they listen to this episode and say, Hey, those games happened last night. Um, and they'll kind of know, uh, know what happened, but uh, yeah. Awesome headline, Ryan. One for one. Great work, my it, friend.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It'll be fun. You know, we see the games that are left on the schedule. There's going to be more. We don't know how many more and that's the beauty of it because anything can happen in sports, but there will be some November noise, David. You know how I always like to talk about the November noise. There will be noise yeah, surrounding this program next month.
0: a show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get that November noise in there quite a bit. So yeah, I know all about it. Ryan, the last two non-conference games for Northwestern. How about that? And what a non-conference season it's been uh, yep. and obviously when I say not regular season not a conference yep. you know we they anticipate have done, that there will be some some postseason volleyball against absolutely teams too but
1: they've yeah. done everything they could we were talking about it before we turned the mics on non-conference wise to get as good as competition as possible
0: I love that headline Ryan enjoy the moment don't miss it if you're a Northwestern student listening to this
1: that includes
0: you that that embrace the moment for sure, you're you're a part of it coming I, down to the Erickson Center. I, I am too. Yes, and and I'm telling you, as a student, you need to understand. Like, very rarely will one of your school teams, you know, be top five in the country. This is yeah. awesome. This is incredible. Enjoy it. Don't don't get caught up in like oh, we're playing who tonight? Like, let's get to postseason already. <laughs> yep. Just go out to the Erickson, Erickson Center and watch this incredible volleyball team and take it in. I mean, you, do you see that 53-point? You were on the call, so you obviously saw it. That 53-point rally against yep. Minnesota Morris, enjoy that. That's yep. high-quality volleyball. That's Absolutely. not going to happen every year. I mean, maybe it will because head coach Beth <laughs> Wilmet has built just a. But jogger, probably jogger not. Day. Odds but, are it won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to be top five in the country. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. So, yep. um, yeah, just enjoy it. I love that headline. Do you want to move us on to the next one?
1: Yeah, you're going to decide, though, where are we going next? You're going to put me on the spot, and let's I'm going to try to come uh, up with something.
0: Let's head to the last guest we had. Okay. Let's go to the gridiron. Okay. Head coach Matt Moore was our last guest of the Northwestern football team. Let's go to football.
1: Yeah, Northwestern football. Oof. All right, here's the headline. Oof. (laughs) It's all in front of them. Can they capitalize? Question mark.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean. They they have, just like Northwestern volleyball, they put themselves in an awesome spot. Let's buckle up the chin straps. Here we go.
1: There you go. Absolutely. And I say that too, David. It's not, okay, mark him in the left, column. the rest of the season. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but we talked about it with Coach Moore. I'll mention it again. Who was the last team that they beat a couple Saturdays ago before the bye week?
0: Greenville University.
1: What did Greenville do last year?
0: They won the conference championship.
1: What were they picked to do this year? Uh, Win the conference championship. (laughs) So, again, the rest (laughs) of the schedule does it right itself. I understand that. But you put yourself in a position, not just with that, but you look at the rest of the schedule, David. Northwestern was picked. Where to finish in the UMAC? Fourth. The two teams above them were who? Wait, were they picked other than Greenville? Fourth? They were picked fourth.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, Minnesota Morris and Martin Luther.
1: Where are those games taking place this year?
0: Reynolds Field, the Friendly Confines.
1: It's all setting up. <laughs> I mean, you could not ask the schedule makers to do you any more favors if you're Northwestern football. Again, don't hear me say it's over. Write it down. <laughs> Lock it up. Give them the hardware already. No, let's. The dream is in the process, as you were saying before. Let's enjoy the ride, just like with volleyball, but. It's out in front of you. Can you capitalize on it?
0: It is, and and I think you know, as a coach, you you just focus on how your team is playing too. You you don't make it so results based. You make it more process based, kind of yep. like you just said. Dream is in the process. Thank you, PJ Fleck. I feel <laughs> like you work him into most episodes as well. Give him in yep. November noise making appearance. Hey, we don't know episodes. how much
1: longer he's going to be around here, so oh, we got to do it while on. we can. He's not
0: on the hot seat. Come on, <laughs> but again. It's in the process and it's about how your team is playing. And I think Coach Matt Moore, and he was on the show last week and he talked about it. He's happy and his coach's staff is happy with the way the guys are playing. Now, again, there's always things to to fix, there's always things to correct, but they like the way their offense is playing. It's a big play, explosive offense. Offensive coordinator Boomer Esiason is dialing it up. Caden Cantrell, unbelievable arm talent as a freshman quarterback, with, with
1: the cast on his left arm the last game. Exactly.
0: So very Doesn't impressive matter. what he's been doing. Bo Burke is just a monster. Damon Clapper's a monster. Bryson James is a monster. Um, is there
1: any more monsters? Y- Jeremiah the, the, Staten. There's a lot of monsters. A monster? You know,
0: it, it's it's an offense full of monsters and guys that you just if you don't pay attention to. They're going to burn you. But it's hard to pay attention to five guys at once. So it's kind of a pick your poison. And then the defense, man, they're opportunistic. They create big plays. They create turnovers. Yeah, you know, Greenville had 35 points. But they, they were picked to win the conference for a reason. They're good. Yep. But what did Northwestern's defense do? They forced three turnovers that led to a lot of points and the game-clinching interception at when the they end for Blue Malamassaro. Yep. So the defense is opportunistic. They're making big plays. The offense is explosive. Special teams had the blocked uh, punt return for a touchdown. Um, So three phases, all looking good. Coming out of the bye. So I think they're bye, Coach Moore said, perfect time for a bye. They had four non-conference games. They had two conference games, six down, four to go bye week. Let's buckle up and get ready for these last four. And it starts at Westminster this Saturday at noon.
1: Let's go. I don't have much else to say other than, again, it's all right in front of them. They got to go do it. Exactly. Boy, and, and you couldn't have put yourself in a I better love. spot.
0: That's what I love about sports is y- y- it's all, yes, it all looks good on paper, but it's decided on the field, on the court, on the course. Where else do you play sports? On, on the ice. On the ice, on the mat, yep. in the ring. and That's yep. where it's all decided. It's not decided on paper, which I love. I mean, how many surprises are there? I mean- Every time you watch pro sports, somebody's beating somebody, and you're like, how did they beat them? Well, because you got to play the game. That's why you play it. So I love that. It's all in front of them, but that's my favorite thing you said, Ryan. Now it's time to go do it, and I think they're they're going to. That's my prediction. I I think that they're going to go, and I'll take it one game at a time. I'm a coach. I'm not looking (laughs) ahead. I think they're going to go to Westminster this weekend and get it done. I think they're going to be fresh, fresh, excuse me. They're going to be relaxed. They're going to be relaxed. just rejuvenated out of that bye week and they're going to be ready to go. So I look for uh, them to jump right out of the gates at Westminster, get off to a good start and, and win that game. And then you're down to the last three and two of those three are at home.
1: So, I won't even ask you what's going to happen the next time here at Reynolds Field under the no, lights tackle do cancer right now. Cause it's, it's no, at night. Because it's one game at a time. You won't even entertain it. No. You won't even entertain it.
0: No, one game at a time. Because I know from my <laughs> coaching experience that if somebody was doing that to my team, I'd be like yeah. annoyed. So, no, I'm not okay. going to do it to somebody else. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Sounds good. I don't have anything else. I'm looking forward down the stretch for for Northwestern football. So you pick. Where are we going next, sir?
0: Let's go to a non-contact sport. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the men's and women's cross-country teams. Yeah. Because they've got something really exciting coming up here.
1: Absolutely, they do. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do a combo headline here because I think it's very similar trajectories for for the two clubs where they're at right now. Forget the past. The time is now. Go shine. I like it. I mean, no one is literally going to care about any – okay, I should back up. We'll still care what (laughs) happened. Nobody cares
0: about anything
1: that's happened. We might as well have not even done it. You'll just about forget it, though, if you can put everything together out in St. Bonnie, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend.
0: And there's such a difference in sports, Ryan, and we talked about it with, with football, with soccer, with cross country, with golf the sports are just set up so differently in football. If you lose a conference game, it gets pretty challenging to win the conference championship. I yep. mean, it just does. Yep. Um, now Northwestern, in this case, they've put themselves in a spot where they could even lose a game and, and, still be okay. Yep. But a lot of times every game in college football, we've seen it every week. It's so important. You have to win it. Um, volleyball, soccer, you got to do well in your regular season so that you get postseason. Yep. in golf. And specifically, we're talking about right now, cross country. It's all about, we've said this so many times, we sound like a broken record. It's all about doing your best at the right time at the end of the season. And that time is now, like you said. So not to say like, oh, the regular season doesn't matter. It, But it it doesn't have the same weight that the other sports do. Because the other sports, if you don't do well in the regular season, you're not playing postseason. Cross country golf, you're in that UMAC tournament. You're in that UMAC championship. So what can you do? in the regular season, to peak and get yourself performing your best on October 29th, Saturday, 1 p.m. for the men, I believe noon for the ladies, to be running your absolutely best times um, out in that course, on that course, excuse me, in St. Bonifacius.
1: And the benefit for both squads, and this is really for, for everyone in the conference, David, but they got a chance to see that same course this past Friday. So it yep. could play, obviously, differently in two weeks. It could potentially be colder. But, hey, that day, it was, it was kind of brutal, David. I mean, it could actually be a lot nicer somehow. There was snow on the snow ground this fly, past yeah, week, so.
0: it was cold. So, yeah, it, it, it was tough conditions. But, yeah, right. I mean, I guarantee you when those athletes were out there running and the coaches were out there coaching, they were saying, like, hey, yes, we want to do really well right now. But take mental notes out there. Yes, mental pictures. Don't just be running out there and not thinking about what you're doing. Go out there, run, and create your strategy for when we're here in two weeks running in the UMAC championship.
1: Absolutely. I hope they did gain a lot from that, and we're looking forward to seeing what happens, again, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend out in St. Bonnie. Should be fun for that competition to close up the season. Where do you want to go next, sir?
0: I think we got to go to soccer. There's there's limited options. Which soccer
1: are we starting with, though?
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's one sport left. So, what what sport do you want? Well, let's go to soccer. Let's start with the team that now. So, the UMAC, what they do? The first half of the season, the women play first, and then the men play second. Yeah, they switch halfway through. How about that? Men playing first, keeping us on our toes. Let's also make that switch and let's okay. talk about the men first.
1: Okay. Wow, you surprised me. Normally we go ladies first, but I get it. I, I understand what you're doing there. So
0: you said it was my choice. It was. And then <laughs> you, was, cri- and then you <laughs> criticized my choice.
1: <laughs> you had good logic behind it. So <laughs> men's soccer for Northwestern right now. Get it back on the tracks. It is now. Or never. It has been a roller coaster ride for Coach Wheaton's club. David, yeah. let's yeah. look at what's happened so far this season for Northwestern. They open up four straight losses. Again, really tough non conference, and then you lose that opener to North Central. But then the offense comes to life. Yeah. We got energy, we got yeah. four straight wins. Now they have a seven match winless streak four losses and three ties. I mean, this has been a roller coaster ride, and they got to make a move this weekend if they want a chance to get into the postseason.
0: And Ryan, it, I, I think when you look at these scores, I think it's you know pretty obvious what the key is. Do you know what I'm
1: going to say? The the ball somehow has to find the back of the net. It does, yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and and again, Ryan, I, I give so much credit to the Northwestern men's soccer team. If you look at these scores, yes, they they haven't won in seven matches, like you said. I mean, look at the stats from their tie, their 1-1 tie at Minnesota Morris. Look at the stats, man, from their 3-1 loss to Crown. They are out shooting these teams. They are out possessing these teams. Dare I say, they are out playing these teams. But they just have not found a way to get that ball into the back of the net enough times to win these games. And, again, Coach Wheaton, he was on this show a few weeks ago. And he said, we're young. He said, I love our – talent, our potential, he thinks – he would said on this show, Ryan, he said it out loud that this is the most talented group that he's ever had. Yep. I promise you he's not saying that lightly. He's yep. not saying that if he doesn't mean it. He meant that. Yep. And, yes, the results have not been there these last handful of matches, but I think when you look at how they've been playing, you can be happy with that. Say, hey, we're playing some good soccer, and let's just put it together. Let's get that ball into the back of the net. Now, Ryan, I think it's huge – they're coming home yes. uh, they, they were playing really well at home if you look back at that their most successful stretch of the season when they beat Martin Luther 4-0 and they um, you yep. know they, they they lost only by one goal to Bethany Lutheran who's a really good team and they beat Crown three to one and they beat Morris four to one. those games were all at home. so yep. I think they play their best soccer at home so now they finally end that long stretch where they were at Superior, they were at Northland they were at Morris they were at Crown. Now they're at home against Northland. Now they're at home against Superior. And then they end with those two games on the road against Bethany and Martin Luther. But it's right there. And that's, I guarantee you, that's Coach Wheaton's message right now. It's right there in front of us. We're doing it. It's not, it'd be more frustrating if, like, you know, hey, we can't possess the ball, we can't get shots. Yep. Know, we're just getting outplayed. They're not. They're no. outplaying playing teams. Yep. It's just now. You know, this is going to be soccer. You know, snobs and 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 people really smart about the game of soccer are going to laugh at me here. Now you just got to put the ball in the net. Yeah. You're doing everything else. Yep. You're playing really good defense. You're good at midfield. Your goalie's been good. You just got to put the ball in the back of the net, and, and they're going to. I, I have a lot of faith in what this team's going to be able to do these last four regular season games and then uh, hopefully into the playoffs. But, Ryan, we talked about it, playoff push. I mean, it's right there. Uh, it, and, and it's it's a tight race in the UMAC men's soccer standings right now to get into that postseason tournament.
1: And they're up here on one of these tabs here. I can pull it up here, David, as we look at this. Well, we can reference you know, there's only moment.
0: 72 tabs open, so it was
1: yeah. A little well, me to- <laughs> I was going to set it up as you look at the standings there. I think it's another good time <laughs> was to give. i looking for it. But <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's up there now.
0: Every single uh, tab up there. All <laughs> so, right.
1: So, so we, as you look at that here, David, I just want to quickly mention another PSA to UNW Nation. Both your soccer clubs need you. You like to look at the forecast, David. I know you coach a sport that's inside, but I know you're looking at it from time to time. It is gorgeous this weekend. We're back into the 60s by Friday. We are going to be darn near 70 Saturday, Sunday. No excuses. Get on out there. Senior day Saturday. Men's and women's both playing Friday and Saturday. 1 o'clock start each day. Both your clubs need you. For different reasons, they're at different trajectories, but both of them need you. Get on out there to Reynolds Field. But, David, as we look at the standings here... This could get murky. This could get complicated because now that we introduce ties in the UMAC, it makes it it all the more complicated. It used
0: to just be wins and losses. Now we got ties and points and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. But it's tight right now. And how about Ryan? I mean, I know we're a Northwestern podcast, but how about Bethany Lutheran going up and Knocking off Superior and kind yeah. of passing them at the top of the standings. That's a big surprise coming into the season.
1: Well, in reminder what you literally just said a few minutes ago. The Eagles lost by one goal to Bethany here at Reynolds Field back on October the 1st. That was a very compelling game where Northwestern was right there, and they fell by one to nothing final. So when we talk about right now, the reality is, David, if the season ended right now, it doesn't. Okay, don't get me wrong, it doesn't. But Northwestern would be left off the dance floor. But the team the head honcho on the dance floor you were within one goal too so yeah. they can compete with anyone and it's like you said it shows in the stats if you look at them you got to find a way to get goals and I hate to break it to you it's got to happen this weekend it's now or never going back to what I said at the start it has to happen right now
0: for sure and it's not going to be easy because they're playing two teams this weekend at home yep. like we said but they're playing Wisconsin-Superior, who's currently second in the UMAC standings, and Northland, who's third in the UMAC standings.
1: Yep. So, Eagles lost 2-1 to one at Superior, and they tied Northland, tied Northland on the road. One one. So you hope the difference is at yeah. the friendly confines, you get a few bounces. You know what? I mean, again, the confidence is
0: there for this team because they have not been outplayed in, in any game, really. I mean, they just haven't. I mean, they're shooting with these teams. They're attacking with these teams. They're defending these teams. Now again, Ryan, you kind of have to merge that confidence with a sense of urgency. Yep. Like, hey, we're confident, we know we can do it, but also, you know, tough love time a little bit. It's time to stop saying we can do it and it's time to do it. Yep. So and and again, I say that those players are saying the same thing. Oh they, yes. They know that. Yep. And they know that. And we know they can do it. We've seen them do it. And and I really think they will do it this weekend. So it's gonna be like you said, Ryan. You gave that fiery, braveheart type speech to get all, all the fans out <laughs> okay. to uh, all the fans out to Reynolds Field. I, I had goosebumps. I thought oh, somebody okay. cranked right. up the it AC. It was not anywhere. Somebody fiery. The, somebody cranked the AC up in this uh, studio, um, and I got you know goosebumps. But yeah, it, it's gonna be a really fun weekend of soccer. Really fun next two uh, you know weeks of soccer too. And yeah, it's, this is what you love about, you know, college athletics, playoff pushes Northwestern's two points behind crown. That was a big win for crown over Northwestern last week. And uh, yeah, it's time for Northwestern to get that one back against tough competition. Three of Northwestern's four final games are against teams that are going to be in the UMAC tournament. Yep. Northland superior Bethany. Yep. So, all right, you can play with them. Now you have to, now. you got to go beat them.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Or at
0: least draw with them and then yeah. and then you probably need And then some give us even Kyle.
1: more of a headache in the tie-breaking scenario. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about points. It's, yes. it's all points. Yes,
1: that is very true. So you mentioned it's an exciting next couple of weeks for soccer here at Northwestern. That's more than just the men. Last but certainly not least, women's soccer. I don't have to ask you where do you want to go to next? I mean, there's only one left. <laughs> exactly. So we have Take to go headline. We have to go to women's Finish soccer. Off here. One final headline to hit on. Tightening up the little things, the opportunities in front of them. I mean, for there's there's nothing this squad cannot do right now. If you're Northwestern women's soccer, and with what they've done lately that you and I have both seen, David, sure, right now when we look at the standings, they have a loss. Okay, they're 7-1-2, and two, but they're firmly in the second position. They have the tiebreaker over Bethany if it comes to that. They play Bethany once more. They've been in the two-spot before. Superior's that nemesis again. We talked about it in golf. We've talked about it in a couple sports. They're still right there. You're going to see them again. So I'll mention it again. Senior day, Saturday afternoon, 3.30. That's a showdown. That's huge. That's going to be a physical, fun game to watch.
0: It is, and they're going to have to get through that Friday game against Northland too, but you know, they won 2-0 a couple weeks against Northland on the road. And, Ryan, you talked about tightening up the little things. It it's kind of already started to happen yep. you know, for Northwestern women's soccer. You look at their record; they're seven one and two, and okay, their one loss is a Superior, so seven and one. Then you kind of ask yourself, hey, where did those two ties come from? They came from earlier in the season, late September, mm-hmm. at home, back to back games. They tied Crown two to two. They tied Morris zero to zero. Then what happened this last weekend? Thursday, they, they, they played Minnesota that. Morris. Yep. They win six to two. Then they play Crown on Saturday. They win three to zero. So okay, that tells me we're tightening some things up. Teams that tied us last time, we're all right, like we're kind of like, all right, we're done messing around. Let's go up there. We've cleaned some things up. Let's take care of business. And they did that.
1: Yeah. And superior's next
0: now watch out northland's next well well i mean i mean as
1: far as that group where you had a tie or a loss for sure yeah Yeah.
0: so yeah yeah good point so playing superior yep this saturday they have uh you know they lost to them earlier but again it was it was a closely tightly contested game yep uh two to zero superior one yep but northwestern was right there the shots were super even 17 to 14 superior had three more than northwestern but Man, it's going to be exciting, and you just you you feel really good about the way this Eagle team is playing. It, the offense is exploding, and how about I mean it's been fun to see some other you know girls score as well. Um, you know, kind of around midfield, they've had some goals, and and the one I'm really thinking of was Megan Corbett had a goal, her uh, first of the season against Crown. But again, the offense is. Kind of built to to get Haley Merzberger and Megan Moeller a lot of goals, and they've delivered. Merzberger has 19 goals this year as a freshman. Megan that, Moeller. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, Megan Moeller, who we learned their ice cream connection on the yeah. show. If you're like, what in the world is DP talking about right now? Go listen to the interview we did with Haley Merzberger last yep. week, a couple episodes ago. But those two are electric. Megan Muller has nine goals, one of the most prolific scorers in school history, um, her junior season. So these these two are are paired up. They're hard to stop. And then Northwestern's defense has been improving, too. And we saw, you know, they gave up two goals to crown last time. They gave up zero. They pitched a shutout this last uh, game uh, this past weekend. So, yeah, Ryan, you said it's just cleaning things up. And that process has started. Now it's. Can you do it kind of against the big dog, like you said, uh, Wisconsin-Superior? But let's remember, too, I mean, they play Northland, Martin Luther, and then they also have Bethany Lutheran, who is a really tough team, too, that Northwestern won a tight game against earlier this season.
1: Week from tomorrow on the road. That's a a big
0: one. They're a tough out. And let's – can you pull up those standings again, UMAC, women's soccer? That will probably be a rematch. Last year, Northwestern and Bethany played in the UMAC semifinal. Northwestern yep. won one to zero on a PK late in the second half, and it was a dogfight. Yes. It was a hard offense, game. tough to come by. A team, you know, those two teams were very evenly matched. Right now, Northwestern is two points ahead of them. Yep. Northwestern's the two seed. Bethany Lutheran's the three seed. So Northwestern, they've got Northland, then Superior, who hasn't lost yet in the uh, re- regular season. Yep. Uh, conference wise. And then they have Bethany Lutheran and that game might determine if the semifinal between the two seed and the three seed Northwestern and Bethany is here in the friendly confines, as you always say yeah. of Reynolds field, or if it's down in the hostile territory of Mankato, Minnesota. Yeah. So this is a big four game stretch to, to finish the season for the women as well.
1: It absolutely is, and it's a familiar spot. I mean, I know I've said it before, and I keep beating the dead horse, but it's so similar. We've seen it a number of years for Coach Pettit's club, and you got to give them credit, David. They're always right there at the top. They're always putting themselves in position to say, hey, first week in November, most of the time we're hosting a UMAC semi, and then we're going to move on to Championship Saturday, and we're going to see if we can put it all together. And you know they want revenge against Superior, and if nothing else, obviously they can win that game, don't get me wrong, but they want to send a message to the Jackets on Saturday. And sure. say yep. we're gonna see you again. Yep.
0: Yeah, if you can tie or win that game on Saturday against Superior, then that bug, you know, if you potentially again a lot of things have to happen, if you potentially then meet in the conference championship game, yep. that's then in the back of the mind of, of the yellow Absolutely. jackets too saying, Hey, these girls just tied us, you know. Yep. We gotta be ready to go. So
1: I like he you said that bug. It's literally a bug, it's a yellow jacket. You, you were just it throwing is. out that I, word there, but they, yeah, that was a good they,
0: one. Pun, pun totally <laughs> intended. That was definitely on purpose. I'm just so, so clever. Um, so thank you for noticing that. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a really exciting finish. And, Ryan, what what was the theme? This is a good way to end our, our show here. Yep. What was the theme we started with? Do you remember? We talked about golf. Yeah. What did I say?
1: I'm trying to remember exactly I what you I brought you're up a couple to.
0: 30 for 30s.
1: Oh, yeah, the the nemesis Not that you have for so long. The yeah. nemesis
0: that you have to overcome. For yep. Michael
1: Jordan and the Bulls,
0: they always lost to the Pistons. People said they couldn't beat the Pistons. They finally got over the yep. hump, and they beat them. What more poetic of a way for this season to end. Northwestern has been pounding on the door of superior soccer yep. for years. Last year, yep. they were down uh, – Couple of goals in the UMAC uh, championship game. They came back. They lost by one. This year they lost a close game. They're going to play him on Saturday. They want to play him again in the postseason if they want to win the championship. Yep. Can they finally bust that door down and beat the Yellow Jackets? I can't wait to find out.
1: I totally agree with that, and we will find out in a couple of weeks. It's coming down the stretch. Like you said, we're in the final furlong. I know you're a horse racing fan. You know when it's the Kentucky Derby and they make that final turn. You
0: keep saying you know I have fans of things <laughs> that I, – I mean, I don't dislike horse racing, but you said furlong. I didn't know what that meant. So Now you know. Show, now now you know. I, yeah. I learned something every podcast. Maybe yeah, I'm well,
1: that's, that's good. I learn a lot of things too. You were enlightening me about the volleyball situation and a lot of us. I mean, I'm hearing you talking, and it's like this is old back in the day, like the BCS. Yeah, we're college football fans. There's this complicated computer algorithm that really none of us understand. I should be wearing
0: a white coat right now. I'm like a (laughs) DP, the scientist.
1: Yeah, scientist, assistant basketball coach on the mic Uh, for a podcast. What don't you do? Yeah,
0: too many hats. Got to take some of these hats off. I'm getting a little tired.
1: What else do we need to hit on? I mean, I think that's that's about it for us to wrap it up. Like I said earlier, I mean, rest assured, folks, we're gonna get more guests back on. We hope you enjoyed us. Email us, us if the there's someone you really want. Thank you. Yes, and just anything. You're welcome. <laughs> anything. I mean, we've gotten very few of them. I don't know if we shouted her out before, but shout out, Robbie. She sent in a very yes, encouraging email. We, Robbie. We, we we are you are you impersonating someone?
0: No, I just was okay. uh, like announcing her because she's an All American uh, Northwestern basketball alum. Yeah. Um, so I just was, you know, thinking of AO, who's an absolute legend on the PA mic for Northwestern volleyball, basketball, and football. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, I I loved when, you know, he's getting Megan Roberts.
1: Yes. You have to roll that R. Absolutely. So no, appreciate uh, her feedback for the show and any, anyone's feedback, put us on the spot. Like I said before, you have a unique opportunity. If you send something in and say, you got to answer this, we'll do it on the pod. I mean, next to anything. We're open for it. DP, where do they go to do that again? Where's the spot?
0: UNW flying at gmail.com, baby.
1: You gave me the look, I was like, oh shoot, do you not know it? Did you forget it for a second? Well,
0: you see, <laughs> I don't want to give TMI to the listeners here, but I sometimes when we're not being filmed, um
1: We're not today. Yeah, we're which not is being a shame. You're yet. having a great hair day.
0: I thank you. Thank you for saying that. I Kate, okay, that just made my day. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. Um we're not being filmed, which you notice how they only film us when there's a guest there? You know, Oops, that, that tells us something about uh, what they think of you and me. But when, there's not, when we're not filming, sometimes, occasionally, I take my shoes off. and. Yeah. This was one of those times. So as you were asking me that question about where they go, I was putting my shoes back on and I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. So I literally just said UNW flying Pod." No one would have ever known. And I was right. Let's go. There we go.
1: Are we done? We're good. I I think we're done. People are continuing to fly with us. Like you mentioned, let's continue to fly, David. It's going to be fun. We're the dream is in the process. We're enjoying the process uh, as we get down the stretch here into November.
0: Yeah. Peace out, brother. Great job as always.